Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We'll see you on the footy show tonight. Thanks, chompity chomp, chomp, chomp. Okay, thanks for that. Now, getting back to your form. Welcome to the Clicking Balls podcast, which is AFL Round 17 wrapped. My name is Heath, and we'll kick off straight into the highlights of the weekend. Brenton, I already know what your highlight is. Go with it. Well, well, you just would have heard it on intro. It was definitely, I've just been informed about the whole chompers ordeal. The, the Tony Jones, when he <laughs> signs off to uh, the AFL players, they've all had a, an agreement amongst the AFL PA. They're all going to call him Chompers because he's had some work on his teeth. And Drew Petrie's gone the extra mile. I just like the fact that Petrie just went all in with, with his attempt at it. It's like, I know that this is going to burn every, any bridge I have with whatever fucking bullshit channel he works for. <laughs> channel 9. So, yeah, well, maybe he's, yeah, from my line of reasoning for the Channel 9 as well. So he's gone, fuck it. I'm going to make sure I'm head and shoulders above everyone else this one. Well, it's not just that. It, it, it's showing solidarity with your other AFL players. <laughs> yeah. It's the in joke that they're all in on. But at the same time, going, nobody's going to beat this. Yeah. Nobody's going to beat this. What happens with the next bloke, though? Like, if you're following that, do you go, all right, it's run its course? So you're like, nah, I've, I've got to raise the bar. You, you can't do a South Park-style um, song and dance, like, yeah. fuck your chopping chomps, Uncle Chomper, or, or whatever. But You say you can't, <laughs> but you can. Somebody can try, but um, I think you go back to standard until you do, like, end of, end of year. Like, grand final, somebody's got to... Yeah. Got to come up with it. Well, we know they hate escalating things, so yeah, we'll see how this one goes. <laughs> and Josh, what was your highlight from the weekend? Uh, well, the fact there was no footy played on Saturday meant that I could get a nice bit of rest in the sunshine. Didn't bother watching it, huh? I went to the fucking game. Uh, oh, under, the, under the roof in the sunshine? It was under the roof. And what I, what I thought about that game, one thing I noticed is that maybe they're playing up and down the middle because that's the only bit to get sun. So the only, <laughs> only part of the ground that actually got traction because they didn't touch the sides very much and that was part of the reason why they got slaughtered. Uh, oh, we'll, we'll kick off. We'll go to uh, into the games. Uh, Thursday night, one versus two, uh, Hawthorne and Sydney. And Hawthorne got over in the end thanks to a late goal from Cyril Rioli. Commentary's still irking me now. Yeah, but luckily but- there's no controversy for once. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. commentary, commentary yeah, was, was in, uh, incredibly bad. It's it just... It's- Become to the point where when Cyril Rioli actually does something that is unbelievable and a goal yeah. from outside 50 to win the game, yep. not fucking bad. But you're like, oh shit, they're never going to shut up about this now. Yeah. It's taking, it is taking away from the game for I everyone. Don't, I don't know why Cameron Ling has become such a devotee. Is it because he saw Bruce do it and was like, well, this is how I kept my job? It, very much so, I reckon. Because I know, um, what's his name? Uh, Hamish McLaughlin, he joined in. Because yeah. he's the one that said he'd watch Cyril fucking mow the lawn. And then uh, Luke Darcy said nobody else can take a mark like that for a mark that gets taken three or four times a game. Yeah, well, I'm not surprised Luke Darcy's just having a me-too opinion 
because that's that's what, what he's, he's always done. Yeah. yeah, I remember we were talking about it before because the commentary is shit pretty much on all the platforms, whether it be or radio isn't too bad, depending uh, on who's on there. Yeah, I don't mind Fox yeah. sometimes. It's just harder to sync up the radio when you're watching yeah. TV because mm. it's a lot of fucking radio. Nobody old wireless anymore, where you just sit no. out the back shit or whatever. But um, we've been trying to figure out how we can actually commentate a game just for shits and giggles. Yeah. <laughs> so, but we can't because it's you can't uh, live. Yeah, you can't you just, live. You can do it after the fact. So but. I'm thinking maybe on one of the delayed telecast games in Melbourne, maybe we should give it a crack. See how it goes. Why not? We couldn't do a worse job. Yeah, that's true. And at least when I'm biased as fuck, at least you know why. Yeah. I'm yeah. not trying to hide it. Now, uh, this game, going into it, everyone expected it to be close, but everyone sort of thought Sydney would just get over the line. And I don't know. That's what I was, I was reading anyway. So, well, I think Sydney were favourites as well. I mean, at home. Yeah. Um, they hadn't lost there since a fortnight ago. <laughs> but besides that, I mean, they've been um, really great at home. It was funny watching it too, because last time they played in Melbourne... Uh, Nick Smith tagged Rioli and Tom yeah. Mitchell tagged Sam Mitchell. Um, obviously, Nick Smith didn't get the, the win over Rioli this week. Um, but I think Tom Mitchell did such a, a poor job that I didn't think he was tagging Sam yeah. until I read a report afterwards. And I said, oh, he gave up after three quarters. And I'm like, he was there? Yeah. I, I thought it was a bit cheeky to run to the bench and drop a resume off, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> That was a bit rough. I've heard, I've heard those rumours. I was going to say, we put the mockers on Burgo and we're talking about how he's always just sort of the consistent player, never really has a standout game, goes up and does some amazing things to well, help him win, the, win I, the game. I think if you go through his career at Hawthorne and do a highlights package, of yeah. what he's been there six or seven years now, yeah. I think that 80% of the highlights will come from the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's probably right. Because it is when you're in trouble, you're like, all right, send him in, see what he can do. Yeah. And he just does stuff. Yeah, and also, I mean, because... How long was he at Port for? A, a good six or seven years. Six, as well. seven years, yeah. And it must be easy to share the load between Peter as well because one of them was always on doing something special. Yeah. Um, yeah, had a fair bit of talent around him there. I think he's actually even on games or he's like one or two behind um, with uh, Hawthorne and Port now. So right. He's, uh, he, yeah. he's very close to it. Speaking of getting on it, Talia. Got his first possession for the year, poor yeah. lad, and gets charged for it. Yeah, it's... Uh... A bit un... Well, I'm not going to say unfortunate because, well, he fucking did it. I like how they all say, you know, uh, what is alleged to have happened. And yeah. by alleged, they mean what the police saw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You walked into an alley and you had a baggie when we searched you. So that's that that does lock things quite uh, heavily in. Um, and a lot of people jump out and say, well, you know, if you think the AFL players aren't on it, then you're full of shit. But there's there's being on it and there's going into an alley and sucking someone's dick for a baggie. Which may have allegedly happened. He was literally caught white-handed. Yeah. Mm. But he wasn't out getting drunk and starting fights, so let's strike that one up for the lockout policy. Yeah, there was not a chopstick in sight. We were just watching AFL 360 before this, and they said that John O'Rourke was with him. Um, he plays for Hawthorne now. Um, and the police searched John O as well, and he had nothing on him. And they said, oh, it's a bit hard up. I thought, what does that mean? What does yeah. it mean by saying he's hard up? Is he unlucky or is he lucky? No, he's just broke. He's, yeah. i got to say, or he, his, his paycheck hasn't come through. And he was high as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, and this is one thing I was thinking. This is another advantage of being a West Coast Eagle because you can tell the police that you're holding it for a mate. A good chance they believe you. <laughs> well, he did say he was holding it for Buddy. <laughs> he was holding some Bud for yeah, Buddy or some shit. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, Talia, he's in a bit of trouble. A bit of trouble, but he only got one strike, yeah? Well... He- I, that's if you get caught by the AFL. Caught by the police, that's a different matter. It's like, different. It's almost two strikes in one. One yeah. for drugs, two for getting arrested. You may not be suspended, but it's kind of hard to play from a prison cell. Oh, he, he won't he's be... not going to jail. No, he won't. It's oh. actually pretty hard to go to jail getting caught with drugs, to be honest. Well, tried. 
<laughs> um, I'm sure he's got money. He, he won't do any jail, but he's certainly not playing for the rest of this year. And yeah. who knows where he's playing next year? Um, Probably would. <laughs> I, I do have some sympathy for him, though, because, I mean, he's obviously the way he left the Bulldogs last year wasn't uh, on the best terms and, you know, knock, your, knock a young lad around a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, the AFL and all the footy clubs have all got support services there. And at the end of the day, uh, just because you're fucked up doesn't mean we're not going to make jokes about it. Do you reckon his brother's going to go to the coach and say, you reckon we can, we can squeeze him in and just go, yeah, yeah. nah. Good luck. Yeah. Nah. Good yeah. luck, champ. He's already been cornered by three NRL clubs. I mean... <laughs> Shane Crawford got Justin uh, 50 or so games at Hawthorne, but I don't think that's going to happen yeah. again. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, so anything else about the game? I mean, it was a, a tight tussle. It wasn't the cleanest game. Whenever Hawthorne win a tight game, there's always going to be people spouting stuff, especially when you get... what There, had, there was no Swans free kicks at three-quarter time, something like that? No, it was, I think at three-quarter time it was 11 to 4, oh. something like that. And I'm not sure what it ended up. Yeah, but with that, like I'll, I'll stick it to the umpires when they cock up because they do quite regularly. But there's no stat for missed free kicks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, if you're if the free kicks are one sided, then that's just what they are. Yeah. If they're there, but if you're calling free kicks one way, but the same thing happens and you're calling the other way, that's when the umpires fuck up. But I, I didn't see a lot of that in this game, to be honest. No, blatantly. We've spoken about this before. Like blatantly wrong ones are the ones you get worried about. Like, yeah. The Kieran Jack one, it's a, oh, well, I guess it's a 50, but it's a harsh penalty. But if it wasn't paid, you wouldn't be thinking about it. Yeah. It wouldn't yeah. be me- mentioned mm. at all. Mm. Yeah. So that's why when you go, it's kind of soft. But the other thing with it is if Sydney win this game, we don't talk about it. Yeah, yep. that's true. Um, yeah. So the same with all the other close games that Hawthorne wins. If Hawthorne lose, nobody talks about it. Now, there are a couple of other dodgy decisions that went Sydney's way, but we're not talking about them because Sydney lost. So that's yeah. why it becomes that confirmation bias that just keeps on fucking going. But anyway, it doesn't matter because even if the umpires came out and said, yeah, we fucked that up, points are still in the bag. Exactly, mm. yeah. And I mean, you're, if you're going to be haters because people are waiting for you to lose, yeah. that's okay, mm. you know what I mean? I saw all the memes about uh, Breaking Bad. And, you know, Jesse, they <laughs> yeah. can't keep getting away with this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I mean, you know, it gives your enemies some bit of fodder to still uh, create those rivalries when it comes to finals time, yeah. so... I mean, the umpires did have a shocker of a weekend, really. I mean, there was a few calls that maybe not decided the game, but in the in the North game, that call against Ferrito cost North the game, absolutely, <laughs> in the opening minute. We'll get to the North game that never happened. Yeah. Um, on to Friday night, Dockers put up a bit of a show against um, Geelong. Uh, did we ever really give them a chance of winning, though? I know they no. kicked a first couple. No. I mean, you watched the first couple of quarters and they did some good things. Geelong uh, been under a bit of pressure for a little while there. Yeah. And I mean, but then you can see they fall into their old habits again. Um, maybe look at scoreboard and go, shit, it's working. You get a bit <laughs> scared. Start oh, look, trying to maintain it, but it doesn't quite work out. I was cheering them on. Don't get me wrong. But I, I never really thought, uh, you know what, I'll put money on this. I just, I never had that feeling. No. Nah. You always knew they were going to fall over. You, you knew eventually Paddy Dangerfield's just going to go nuts. Yep. Well, that's the odd thing. People criticise uh, Chris Scott saying, oh, you're overly dependent on Dangerfield. Fuck yeah, he's good. A bit like saying the Bulls were overly dependent on Michael Jordan. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. And the thing is, what, what do you need to do? Like, hold him back? Put him on the bench more? Like, what is it? He goes gets the ball himself. <laughs> 30 touches and four goals. Yeah. Not a bad fucking effort. Um, I think they were talking during the run of about 30 goal... Uh, 30 possession, three goal games or something like that. Yeah. And uh, Dangerfield and... Uh, Johnson 
uh, for GWS are the only two that have done it more than once this season. Oh, yep. And they yep. said, Lee Matthews did it 20-odd times. You're like, okay, yeah. that's why he's one of the best ever. Like, yeah. <laughs> Probably getting a few more times with age as well. <laughs> Bit of interest inflation on that number. Um, has Geelong gone down in your eyes in the last month or so? They've, they've dropped a the game to Sydney and they got over the line against Frio? Or? I think in terms of potential, no. I think in terms of attitude, they've lost that um, sense of invulnerability, but they've picked up the sense of we've got to work for this, which I think makes them more dangerous. Or are they just timing their run? Because it, it, it could be just that, you know what, we've got six weeks to go to finals. They're in a heavy training load or whatever, and phase three of their training regime or some crap. And yeah, it, it could be just well, here are... Are they top two? I, I've, I've said so from before round one. I had them in my top two. Because mm. for that to happen, either Sydney or Hawthorne have to drop out, obviously. Well, I think Sydney, Sydney are already out. They're fifth, I think, at the minute. Yeah, oh, really? Sure you're, not, you're not moving the Crows. The Crows yeah. are in second, yeah. and they are not leaving uh, the top two. Uh, so, not with their run. No, nah, not with their run. Hawthorne are gettable, um, and I think Geelong have got a pretty good run home, but they've got, they've got a couple of hard ones. Well, they've got to make up two games on Hawthorne. So Hawthorne have to lose uh, three, or at least two, and uh, Geelong have to win from here on. Which it's going to be hard. They can still make top four, but you're right. Yeah. I think top two is out of the question. And the thing is, is it worth it? Like, yeah, you get a double chance if you're top two, but if you drop, if Dangerfield doesn't knee, it hasn't been worth it. Oh, of course not. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> say, top one isn't worth it if Dangerfield doesn't knee. Or even he gets a slight niggle, like he rolls an ankle or something, something that takes six days to get over. But they can win the first final. It's not worth yeah. it if yeah, Dangerfield doesn't. Trade knee. wasn't worth it if Dangerfield doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> But I think a lot of it could just be our expectations coming to a bit more of reality. Like it we expect like them to be top two bulletproof. You got a midfield that's dangerous, and you expect every star to play to the maximum potential every game, and they look yep. nasty. But of course, you know players playing off season, uh, off games, you're gonna have injuries. So I think this is looking great. Could be a bit of their training load uh, starting yep. to taper off or starting to hit the straps for finals. But I think expectations, while they were true that they definitely made huge improvements from last season, obviously. Maybe not as bulletproof as we yeah. thought, and that's okay. And that's we'll, just our expectations coming back back down a bit. We'll find out for absolutely certain next week when they play Adelaide anyway. Yeah. Um, okay, mm. on to Richmond-Essendon, uh, which was a better game than you probably would have predicted uh, going into it, which just means that Essendon tried. Yeah, well, here's the thing is that it was a sunny day. MCG, Essendon, Richmond usually get excited about that game. Yeah. I said no, and I decided to go and watch Port North Melbourne at the uh, Telstra, uh, Etihad Stadium. <laughs> So that's how unenthused I was for this game. <laughs> <laughs> and when looking at the, the crowds over there, because even my missus is the biggest part-time Essendon supporter you could ever ask for. I mean, like, never been to a game, doesn't know who James Hurd is. <laughs> so even she was keen to go, like... So in other maybe, words, in, in Essendon's uh, mind, the perfect supporter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shredded yeah. the evidence. Number two to get hold of this season. I think. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, baby, this one's not the one to go to see your team play. You know, let's just hold off maybe a season. So, yeah, so this game, I mean, Dusty put on a clinic. And to, to, to Essendon's credit, or I mean, yeah, I guess it's their credit. Maybe not credit to the players, but they had younger players rotating through him for a lot of the game. I think maybe just to give them a bit of exposure to yeah. what he does. <laughs> maybe and, they just don't like the young yeah, kids. Well, I mean, I hope they gave him notepads or something because he gave him a clinic. He had, uh, I think it was 14 contested uh, possessions at three-quarter time or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Or 14 uh, clearances out of the centre. Ended up getting 40-odd touches. 
Um, yeah, put on a clinic. So do you think they're actually rotating them through Dusty or just like they went, no, I'm not going near him again. Yeah, not, yeah. not after what he said. <laughs> yeah, I think they all had to like buy a ticket, uh, grab a ticket out of a hat and start <laughs> yeah, the game. And it was turn? your turn. Yep. Five minute, five minute patches. It's but, one of those things where you give the you give a young kid a, a role and if he even breaks breaks even or does okay, you're like, all right, you've, you've earned <laughs> your stripes. But uh, you see some of the young lads, they'll pick out the big guy and go, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit him hard. You don't do that to do with the neck tattoo and that haircut. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to go teach him a lesson. Yeah, no. That's it, you're like, I'll oh, get that Rioli fella. <laughs> do, you reckon, do you reckon Dusty can go and get a medal at the end of yes, the year? Yes, I do. Well, I mean, I, he could deserve it, but it's, it's already a tough call getting Dusty the umpire side. That's yeah. good work in his <laughs> favour. So. That was what I was thinking too. He's like, maybe yeah. he's had a good enough season, but I'm sorry. I yeah. don't know what his uh, records for votes are like, but I'm, I'm guessing that they're not strong. Not great. And look, I don't blame the umpires for that because I'm sure he gives them a mouthful. And I mean, that's you, you make your bed and you land, and he, I'm sure he's fine with that. You know what yeah. I mean? So if he's going to win, it's going to have to be convincingly. And you're going to have to have a couple of stars taking some votes away from each other, yeah. mainly Dangerfield, which is going to be a tough one. And I mean, he's all the love child of the umpires at the moment. Is Nico Selwood's on the on the B team now? Yep. Danger in there, <laughs> mm-hmm. so, it is yeah. funny, though, with Dangerfield. I think. Because some of his games, it's a shame they're only worth three votes. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. you look at it compared to other games that other people get three votes for him, like, yeah, you're not exactly. even in the top yeah. five. Yeah. It's almost like 10 point must scoring system. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, there were some good things for Essendon as well. I thought Fantasia played a really good game. Yeah, it's a really good thing. And just his goal awareness and his ability to, yeah, maneuver around the forward line was really impressive. Well, he's kicked three goals three this week. And I think he kicked something like. Uh, three goals five or four goals four the other week yeah, as well so he's getting lots of opportunities yeah. um, and, and we've said all along that's what Essendon have got to do this year is just try and find a few things Yeah. so they found obviously uh, Tipping Woody yep. he's had a great year and you go mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. he's a yeah. best 22 for, for next year yep. um, and Fantasia is obviously they found a, a forward live wire yeah. they can really rely on um, Craig, but Craig Bird did some good things as well. I thought he's gone along just nicely. Recruit over from Sydney. Sydney, was it? I think it was a trade. Yeah, they yeah. got him. Yeah. They uh, got him from from Sydney. He was fit and running, and looked like he put in a, a full day's effort or the three quarters I saw before I pissed off for the port game. <laughs> as good as uh, Dusty was, though, Jack. He Jack. had a he had a bit of a shocker. Well, not, ki- not yeah. kicking straight. Not kicking straight. He got a bit of the ball, but uh, playing Essendon. And getting quality delivery from the middle, you'd expect him to kick, I don't know, three, four, at least, yeah. but to end with zero, one. But a lot of the time we come running out of the midfield with a clearance and you're kicking over his head for goals as well. <laughs> like Markov had a fair few shots, so there's probably a lot more midfield goals than there would be forward line players just because there's too much free running, just running straight across the 50 meter line and not really yeah, much. Fair point, but he's also got 15 possessions. Yeah, so that's true. He's got the ball, he's just fucked it. It's okay, Marks. It's not a bad effort. No, it's not a bad effort, but you know he's he's there to take marks and get yeah. kicks to he get goals. Kicks a goal. Yeah. Um, what he uh, lacked in the goal department, Sam Lloyd made up for again. Yeah, um, he's been a breakout. He'd probably be I don't know top five in the best and fairest for yeah, definitely Richmond this year. Oh, okay, maybe top six. Let's push it out a little bit. Yeah, um, I tell you what though, he and Griffiths have had massive years, and Hampson, yeah, Hampson too. As well. yeah. If Griffith ever takes a field without the headgear on, won't recognise. I can tell him yeah. to get back in and find one because since he's put it on, he's been twice the player. Yeah, he always looks like a, a special Ed Jared Leto or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, the scare for Richmond was uh, Lids went down again with a calf, but the yep. reports were today he might be all right. He might be lining up on Sunday. Yeah, I think it might have been a bit of a old man injury. Kind of like the old Windy Windy Hill flu yeah. going around. He's just wrapped it up. 
I think he's come out for the second half. Checked out the weather, going, nah, we'll hit, we'll hit the Terps early. Yeah. Get, a, get a few bets on before race six, I reckon. Maybe you just had to have a shit or something. We ain't playing finals. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, Lewenberger's had a l- classic big man moment in the goal square, oh, taking a mark. Grimes ran him down. We've yeah. seen that. I reckon we've seen it from Lewenberger already this year as well. Yeah, I think so, yeah. It's a great tackle, and you'd love to see that, but yeah. I cannot believe that the Ruckman didn't see him. Yeah, I, I can't imagine that Grimes is a stealthy runner. <laughs> I, I you know that he's chasing you down. Uh-huh. He, he, he's, a, he's like a little whippet. He's only yeah. a wiry fella. Yeah, his tongue hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> Not much wind resistance, though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But it looked like Lewenberger saw him and went, oh, I'll just yep. steady first. <laughs> what I'll do is I'll kick first. I don't want to rush his kick. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think he actually told his legs to kick it about uh, a couple of fraction of step, steps before that. <laughs> it takes a while for the electronic signals to get down to his feet. It just didn't get there. Um, inter- interestingly enough, Essendon go in next week as favourites, but uh, we'll get to that, which is just weird. Yeah. Uh, on to the famous uh, Etihad Stadium game that you both attended. Yeah. Um, Port, out of the blocks, were just running at full pace, but I can't remember a game where a team was six goals up but it was still so tight and contested. Yeah. But Port just made the most of all their opportunities. Well, North was 0-5 for the first quarter, um, which was fucking hideous. And to finish with, as well. Yeah, yeah to finish with 10-17. Like, you, you have to at least break even with uh, shooting for goal these days. You cannot, cannot win a game with that shit use in the forward line yeah and I'm looking at it I think the only time they kicked two goals in a row were the last two goals of the match so ch- junk time goals didn't matter yeah yeah uh, there was a couple there was third quarter as well oh but, yeah there was two sorry but it wasn't um, they were grind goals they weren't alright we've got a run on here a great play you know, yeah. handball lead out kick mark goal yeah and the amount of times that uh, guys like Wingard and Westhoff were alone in the forward 50 yeah that was just ridiculous Oh, they Jesus. just waltzed in there, waltzed in there and made a mockery of it. Yeah, and they hadn't outrun their player. They were yeah. standing still, twenty-five meters out. Yep. Uh, and look, you know, I've got my membership, so I can <laughs> throw my opinion at people when I think they're can. doing wrong. If you, even if you didn't, yeah. yeah. And they would have heard you because there was no one there. <laughs> <laughs> this is the, you could hear the Ports cheer squad, but louder than the whole Kangaroos stadium. Mm. And there weren't that many people there, but... Well, to be fair, half the kangaroos were cheering with them. <laughs> yeah, probably right, yeah. Fuck these cunts. But I realised that there's lots of uh, ladies in the Port Cheer Squad because they're like group cheers at a higher pitch than everyone else. <laughs> you can only hear it when the stadium's silent. Right. So that's why Port were getting the home ground free kicks because they were so loud cheering for them. And it was holding the ball uh, uh, decisions. attempts, decisions. Yep. Yeah, it was all the Port supporters down out for it, not the North supporters. So that's when you saw Frito get done for handballing over the line deliberate. Yeah. And it's because all the port supporters are in there just yelling out to him because you can hear him because no one else was there. Well, you mm. flagged that at the top, Josh, about the uh, Frito's deliberate rush behind. What are your thoughts on it? Well, the um, common interpretation is that if you're getting tackled, you're under pressure, and under pressure is okay. That's not in the rule book. But in the rule book, it does state that um, benefit of the doubt must be given to the defender. Now, look, was he going for rush behind? You'd have to probably on balance of probability, say, yeah. Uh, definitely, yes, definitely. But the handball was under pressure in a tackle and he was within, say... He was in the goal square. Within three metres of a teammate. So, look, if they're going to pay that all year, then so be it, but they haven't. It's funny because essentially what they've said is he had prior opportunity. 
but the rule doesn't say you need no, prior opportunity. Yeah. It's just everyone sort of assumed that that was that yeah. was it. That was the interpretation. Yeah. Honestly, if they made it that if you had prior opportunity in the rule book and then you rush it behind, it's a yeah. free kick. You go, okay, all right, that's the rule. Yeah. But it's not. But then you can't rush it behind in that way because you're always going to have prior opportunity. No, you don't. What, what if it's uh, you, you thump it through from a spoil or a mark? That's not prior opportunity. Like, just like holding the ball. Yeah. You don't always have prior opportunity. But, no, but if you're that, running across the line, for example. Or you tap it over. Yeah, if you run across the line, you pick it up. That's always going to be a, a prior opportunity. You still run across the line on the boundary line. There was a great one, actually, um, oh, in the Adelaide game, I think. It was Jesse White who just opened the went like this, put his mm. arms out and let him run straight over the line. They went, nah, that's fine. Yeah, That, that was a disgrace, that, yeah. that decision. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah, I think if they made that the rule, um, then you go, okay, fair enough. But that's the thing is they haven't made that the rule. Yeah, that's what I said. Um, uh, look, if, if that's the way they're going to call it, so be it. But uh, the, the big criticism of umpiring at the moment is that this umpiring of the day kind of thing. Like Players literally watch the Thursday night now game to see alright what are the umpires hold on this week what's the rule of the week yeah, yeah. and yeah. that's the way they're, they're umpiring they're adjudicating week to week rather than alright here's our rules we're going to umpire to this what I like is that how they've come out and said no there's no such thing as rule of the week and I don't think there is a single supporter out there that's gone oh okay yeah fair enough yeah. well they said there's not so there mustn't be Yeah. Um, and also there's the uh, the the whistle program that goes up on afl.com on, uh, on Mondays uh, where they explain the contentious decisions and I think the umpires oh, really? get 99.99 correct. <laughs> so this is like a Gracie breakdown or something. something of like that, yeah. They always get them right, which is just yeah. amazing. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. This could be as simple as umpire blowing the whistle and realised he's made a mistake and he's been put on the spot. He has to justify it and he's just said something and it's come out and turned into this big mess. Yeah, it does have just a... redefine the whole rules of the game. It is quite similar to the Gracie breakdown in that there's always a reason and generally it's because he's from Brazil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe a lot of Brazilian umpires, I don't know. Um, what this game does make it just interesting is now the top eight there's a slither of hope for Port and Saints to, to get in there um, I think Saints are more likely than Port just I because of so percentage yeah. and because um, of their run they've got a better run well and it's in Saints own hands if they beat North in uh, two weeks yep. then you know North have to lose every other game but that's not impossible based on what we've seen um, North have got a tough run home but they've got two games up. That, that's their only... Yeah, if they can win the next two, then they'll scrape in. Well, the next two is it for North because they've got Collingwood and then uh, the Saints. If they win those two, then they're at least two games ahead with four games left. And yeah. you'd think that they'd, they'd do it from there. They might pick up a sneaky one in junk time of the season because yeah. you, it see it, you see it always happen. In the last two or three rounds, players who are solid in the finals have just put the queue in the rack and like, yeah, we're, we're playing finals. We're somewhere between... You know, fourth and eighth, we don't give a fuck. We just don't get injured. So that's when you see the teams like Essendon will sneak one away. Yeah, rounds 22 and 23 always uh, throw up a few surprises um, with teams playing for pride and shit. Um, Nasty fucking pride. Nasty pride. Move on to the next one, which is the Bulldogs versus the Suns. Uh, Don't pretend you watch this game. (laughs) You didn't watch it, did you? No. no, Never gonna. Uh, Bulldogs won. Uh, The only surprise was it wasn't by more. Yeah. Uh, on to Adelaide. Oh, with that, Stringer, bit of a shoulder. That uh, 
that could be potentially dangerous yeah, like for their season. He's out this week. It looks like it's maybe been something that's been there for a while because when they showed mm. him in the rooms after it happened getting strapped, he was making sure to keep it away from the camera. Like he looked around and yeah. the camera seemed, yeah. seemed get, like with a bit of pain. And he still had some rotation, but you can see it was twinging. So it's obviously something that's a bit of wear and tear or nerve something. I don't know, but looks like it's been something that's recurring anyway. A bit of loose gravel in there. They've got some tough games coming up too, but mm, uh, yeah. I think the good thing for the Bulldogs is if you rest Stringer, I think Tommy Boyd's been getting a few mm. good games in the yeah. v, in the VFL. I think they should have Liver back as well, shouldn't they? Uh, yeah, he should be yeah. um, after his little hospital visit. Um, you wouldn't risk him for a game against the Gold Coast. Yeah, but you got caught in possession of morphine after that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, the Bulldogs, uh, easy there. Adelaide versus Collingwood. I thought Collingwood put up a good show. Yeah, I uh, actually watched this game because I thought, you know, Collingwood got a bit of uh, momentum going now. A few injuries have come back as well. So, yeah. Or come back from injury, I should say. Well, I mean, Travis Cloak's come back from yeah. the dead. And some of their... People who you would call them mid-tier players who weren't playing as mid-tier players yep. have stepped up a little bit. They're still outstanding, but they're holding their role down. So, yeah, I expect this one to be uh, yeah, a close battle. I expect it to be a little bit more watchable than it ended up being. But it was a hard-fought scrap, and um, Collingwood put in a good effort, to be honest. And really don't like giving Collingwood compliments, but, you know, you'd watch that game and you'd be... I mean, you wouldn't be happy ever because you lost <laughs> the Crows, but... You'd be like, yeah, there was something well, in there that, that was good. Really, I thought the game was won in the first quarter because Collingwood were dominating possession and then yeah. the Crows go, bang, 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 goal. Yeah. Mm. And, and then Collingwood grind, 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 and almost, yeah. almost, oh, there's a point. Bang, 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 goal. Goal yeah. for the Crows. Um, which just shows what a quality side they are. Mm. It was also the first game I've seen of James H where he wasn't useless. He was actually quite <laughs> <Yeah>. handy. <laughs> That's one of the things I was talking about, one of the players I was talking Speaking about. Speaking of uh, which, H had a good game. Uh, Jesse White was more than handy. Yeah. How Clo does that happen? Cloaks backed it up. Um, in the Frio-Geelong game, Zach Dawson played a blinder. Mm. It, was, it was a big yeah. weekend for the absolute shit. I, I don't like yeah. this. I don't like uh, this at all. Um, Levi Greenwood didn't have a great one, which actually made me feel a bit better. That made you feel better. Yeah. Well, it's good to see you got something out of it. Then. I did. Shaden Freud. Um, the Crows, though. I mean, they just look like they go from strength to strength. Well, Did it enough? I, I did notice uh, on Reddit there was that uh, Disney-esque uh, feel about the crow story like going from you know rock bottom as you can be as a footballer or as a, a team a murdered coach murdered coach best player leaves yep um it is a disney-esque story to be well the team with the most momentum at the moment yep absolutely say. and geez, they, they don't have a a weakness that you could easily exploit um, guaranteed top two finish from here, which means uh, home finals through, throughout, or at least two home finals. Um, who is the biggest story for them to, if they were to go on and win the flag, who is the biggest story for them to beat? Is it Hawthorne, the reigning premiers? Is it Sydney, who took Tippett off them and cost them draft picks? Or is it Geelong, who took Dangerfield off them? Geelong, definitely. You think Geelong? Yeah, yeah. it's always Geelong. Oh, just for the storyline there as well, but um, there's some sort of, extra sweetness in that victory to beat that team that, you know, is taking a star, a bit of controversy. Mm. I mean, yeah, Sydney got Tippett and he didn't play down in Adelaide for a while. It's almost forgotten now. Yeah. That was, you know, that was three years ago. Yeah. And Dangerfield has gone to uh, Geelong and just absolutely gunned it. Like, yeah. it's almost like he's got better from moving back home, mm. whereas Tippett was injured for a while and took him a while to come good and never reached the uh, heights that Dangerfield's reached in, what, 17 games? Mm. Yeah. I'll tell you what, if you had told me two years back I'd be cheering on Adelaide for a flag, 
I have no idea. What oh, I still won't be cheering I'm still, Yeah, holy shit. Who <laughs> the fuck are you? <laughs> Let's not get out of the way. Out I'm of saying, those two teams, absolutely it would be. I'm saying it'll make a good story, but um, oh, no, I know just about as many annoying Adelaide Crows fans as I do Geelong fans. Yeah, any, oh, well, Tex Walker. Yeah, you got to go for the local boy. Yeah, if he yeah, wins, fuck. he gets to hold up the oh, cup. Oh, I don't know. Uh, it, could, it could be the end of him. I tell you what, that could solve the drought in Broken Hill if he wins. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? It'd be Mad Monday month, at least. Uh, they'd set some records there, I'm sure. They'd be like, "Do you remember your 2016 flag?" He's like, "Not a fucking thing." <laughs> he'd still have it there. I reckon it'd get uh, that cup if they took it to Broken Hill at the Footy Club. It'd go missing. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I reckon there's a few people that are certainly make sure of We'd it. We'd find the South Wall Club. <laughs> um, so the Crows easily top two for this year. Uh, on to the next one, Carlton West Coast, which apparently Joe Biden was there. Yeah. I, I didn't see it covered at all. Yeah, no, not <laughs> at all. Hell. And I mean, yeah. It, it, apparently, here's had Mason Cox next to him trying to explain to him the game. It looked like he did couldn't they, give a fuck. I think Mason Cox was taking notes. Did they have somebody next to Mason Cox to explain <laughs> the game to him? Uh, I think it was Julie Bishop. <laughs> <laughs> it does like it was amazing. They had uh, you know streets locked down. They had secret service on every gate. Yeah, had helicopters overhead. Reminds me of that time we were going to see uh, the Bulldogs play. <laughs> yeah, when uh, what's her face was uh, prime minister uh, uh, Thatcher. Ju- <laughs> yeah, yeah, Thatcher, uh, Julie, Julie Gillard. Gillard. Jeez, how how easy you feel yeah. when she was doing a presser. Nobody gives a shit. Yeah, like, exactly. People aren't hating; they're just walking past, going, eh, "Footy's yeah, on." That's it. She was just standing there. To the, was it Etihad Stadium, wasn't it? No, like, no, it was MCG. MCG, yeah, maybe like Treasury Building. Two cameras with a no one really paying attention. Back to the wall, she doesn't get a knife in it. Yeah, so that was smart. And that uh, didn't work for her. I think yep. there were two security guards there, but they were smoking and yeah. you know, looking at their phones. <laughs> they weren't too fussed. Um, anyway, uh, the game. Uh, Jack Silvani had his first game in the short sleeves, which I thought was another interesting uh, point that they got to focus on um, for a little while during the game. But otherwise, West Coast got a win in Melbourne, which they can say, yay. Yeah, that's it. I mean, hey, you take those wins when you get them, don't exactly, you? Exactly, yeah. It's something to shut up the haters for one round. But, I mean, not many <laughs> Carlton luck. fans are probably still watching AFL, so <laughs> they're probably not many too people to give you shit for. But well, Silvani, so he's got one, one, two, one goal, two, without the... Um, and some, and a handball some, from 10 out. Yeah, he made some mistakes. So, yeah, yeah. Could be a bit of a Samson effect there. You know, you might leave, leave him long. Got to leave the, the exactly. sleeves on, you reckon? Exactly. Everyone's got to have a superstition in AFL, don't they? Well, Wiedering's outscored him. Yeah, that was interesting, throwing Wiedering up forward to see how well, he fuck goes. Fuck it, why not? He's a talented player. Um, he's uh, being very handy down back, but you want to see... Uh, what else he can do and become flexible and it's certainly you know Brendan Bolton coming from Hawthorne where um, there's only probably three players on the field that never see the midfield Yeah. Um, so he's certainly taking that over uh, to Carlton but flexibility is the key Uh, what about big Jack Darling Um, got very close to getting a goal the hard way nought goals five (laughs) yeah Yeah, with a long rope if you get to nought goals five it's almost being like none for a hundred in cricket when you're bowling yeah yeah getting a yeah uh, yeah, that's true. Do you want to have that sixth shot, or are you risking it? Oh, you got to double down. you got to go for it, don't you? Well, to go back to cricket, I, I fucked that up slightly. Is Imagine if you're none for 98, and they go, do you want one more over? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> if you're batting none for 99, just keep getting a leg bias. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, West Coast get a needed win at the MCG. Not much else to talk about that game. No, it's only the consequences of this West Coast um, <laughs> last few rounds to see if they can hold that spot down because it's only them and it's gonna, oh no, they're still above it's going to be hard for them to get into the top four yeah so 
Yeah, you look at them. Yeah, they'll probably f- be finishing seventh, I would imagine. I mean, they've got a healthy percentage, so there's no chance they can drop out. Yeah. Um, so you just look at uh, how high can they go. Yeah, that's true. There's a four on a trot. We've got Bell coming up, so yeah, I'll definitely win that one. But yeah, a few easy runs for the teams above them too. So yeah, it's going to be good jostling in the last few rounds for the yep. top four, top eight spots. Um, St Kilda versus Melbourne. Um, you'd be very su- well. I was surprised in the result, um, mm. certainly in the margin. Um, but uh, Saints, when they're on, geez, they look good. Yeah. If they kick straight, this game is a blowout. Yep. And or, it was well, hard for so. to start. It was good seeing the two young squads really go at it. Yep. And yeah, kind of good to see the Saints come back to their um, form of having one hard quarter and then putting the afterburners on and putting them out of reach. So. Haven't they got some options up forward now? Yeah, and still got some injuries too. So, like, you know, Paddy McCartan's not playing. Yeah. But uh, they've still got Rewalt uh, running around. But now you've got Weller, you've got um, Bruce. Yep. And who's the guy? Membry. Membry, yep. Membry. Membry's been really good. He's probably kicked 20 goals in the last uh, four or five weeks. And then throw in guys like Billings, who are very handy. Billings, had, yeah, not a bad he guy, a, actually. He was pretty inaccurate in front of goals, but uh, still got a bit of the ball and did some pretty smart things with it. Oh, getting the ball is the hard part, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, oh, you never know. Putting it through the sticks can be pretty tricky to some people, too. Yeah, Jack Stevens, only 25 possessions. That's uh, disappointing for Jack. <laughs> He's talked about 40 or something. So. Jack Stevens, yeah. Yeah. Um, He's uh, a little bit quiet in, in that respect. But on the other side of the coin, it looks like a lot of passengers um, for Melbourne. Mm, yeah. Like, uh, it's good to see that Vince and Viney are still uh, going strong. Yeah. Um, but uh, Jones is well held. Um, mm. But after that, you go, well, what, what did you do today? You yeah, know? Getting a few players getting a bit frustrated as well. Like, Jones one of them. Um, Hogan is like, reported for... Yeah, he copped a fine for it. Back elbow or something like that. Mm. So, he's, a bit of frustration in the young team. And you would be too after getting the, that sort of tallying. Maxi Gorn had a, a decent game, but uh, you, you wouldn't say he's set the world afire like he has previously. I mean, you know, 36 hit-outs and two goals is a pretty good return from any Ruckman, don't I, get me wrong. I'd take that. But um, he hasn't hasn't owned the game like well, he has in other games. Really, I mean, his stats have... Uh, it's been his contested marking mm. that's really what yeah. set him apart in the first half of the year. And uh, he didn't do that this day, but it is... You're right, though, but... At the start of the day, if you said you're going to get 35 touches and uh, 35 taps and two goals, you'd go, yeah, okay, that's, that's a good day out. Mm. I guess the but, thing is, he had taps, but uh, he didn't have the midfield support to make use of those. And uh, Melbourne have got good midfielders. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's uh, it's probably a half and half on that. The midfielders haven't helped him, or he hasn't tapped it to the right spot. Yeah, I mean, it, it is disappointing, because I, I thought Melbourne were a bit better than this, to be honest. I, I picked, thought I they were Melbourne. Uh, yeah. I, was, I was big on Melbourne all year. I thought they'd... Uh, finish top 10 I think they would have thought that as well and especially giving up 35 scoring shots so that's definitely going to be a pissed off Paul Roos um, mm. yeah Paul Roos yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry yeah he's ended this year isn't he yeah this is his last year um, has he done enough in three years at Melbourne yeah like now they can go into a game thinking we're a chance <laughs> like a, a loss like this is disappointing yeah yeah Whereas before um, or I think they've lost 14, 14 in a row against the Saints as yeah. well Something like, yeah. But so if you're a, a demon supporter, um, you know, if you get this at Mount Hotham, um, three years back, every week, you're thinking, we're going to get fucked, pumped. And if you're on a losing streak, which they didn't put two together since, what, 2011 or something? Something like that, yeah. Um, every week, you're thinking, no, nah, we're going to get beat. But now, you ha- have 
bit of optimism. They've got hope in their heart. Yeah. You might think, all right, we had a bad one last week. Maybe next week will be better. Yeah. And, and that allows you to start luring players to your club as well. They're going to want to stay there and they're going to maybe want to end up there. Especially if, uh, if you need some top-up talent just to round out that squad. Might be a nice little place for some stars to retire, uh, mm-hmm. do a couple of years of hard work there and maybe yeah, go premiership. Like, like Chris Storrs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you reckon Lumumba's there next year? Yeah, I think um, so. I, I imagine his contract. Yeah. Just he, keep he, it for morale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, Backman he, are at a premium these days because it's hard to know a good Backman. He, but, he's uh, played some good games. But is he in this one or is he still in the VFL? Uh, he's dropped down, I believe. Yeah, I know he had an injury and he's coming back through the VFL. Mm. Um, and he's played there for a couple of weeks. So, um, Yeah, on the Paul Roos thing, I, I just think that three years, the fact that this is their 14th loss in a row to the Saints. Yeah. And the Saints ex- haven't exactly been setting the world alight in the last three years as well. Yeah. Uh, like, I think he's done an excellent job. They have the pillars there for success mm. and yeah. should aim for finals next year. Yeah. I just think it's a, it's a B rather than an A-plus job. You know what I mean? I think this game's an outlier. I think going from where they were to where they are now is phenomenal. Um, and look, there's no way known that there are other clubs aren't sounding out Ruse as an option. Um, there's plenty of teams that could use a coach like that. Well, this was always a fixed-term contract, wasn't it? It was always yep, yeah. the five years thing. No, two to, two with an option of the th- his option of a third. So two mm. plus one. Two plus one. That one. <laughs> Three. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, I'm with you. Cool story. Um, <laughs> so it was always going to be a fixed-term contract. So they would have had some sort of uh, yardstick for where they'd want their team to yep. be at the end of this three years because he was never going to go on next year. So there's definitely uh, a mark he would have wanted to be at. So I reckon it would have been around here. And the effort would have gone into maybe for the last two years finding who's going to take it over and also continue whatever Paul Roo's been trying to do this team to get mm, us yep. to that point where they can have it set up for a coach to take over with their own ideology. Well, I know Jack Watts has said that uh, Paul Roos has saved his career. Um, mm. He thinks yeah. it's, it's turning around. So certainly that level of professionalism behind the scenes is probably you know, 10 times better than what it yeah. was. Because it certainly couldn't have been worse. Also, handling Watts as well. Instead of getting a young lad in, holding him up as the next messiah, which is a massive fucking bullseye on an 18-year-old's back, you look at how they've handled Petrarca. Just like, yeah. all right, this kid's got a bit about him, but like, we're going to introduce him slow. All, all last year, mate. Uh, I know you're injured. You're not seeing AFL. Don't worry about it. It's not yeah. happening. I haven't ever heard of it, like a hazing period. You're not supposed to pump the confidence up as soon as you get to the club. Yeah. You're supposed to give them some shit first and make them realise they're nothing. And then you build them up how you want them. Um, do you want to move on to the last game? Yeah. Uh, Brisbane Lions, GWS, Bris- uh, GWS won. All right, that's that game done. Hold on. Brisbane could just be a wet weather team. That's it. The rain, <laughs> pissed down rain, in like this, torrential rain. In the final quarter. Now, I mean, maybe GWS has went, fuck this. But I reckon, yeah, definitely play, pray for rain if you're a Brisbane supporter. They knocked off Sydney. They're only, win- oh no, almost did. The stretcher game. came back. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I reckon they just need a sprinkle system to happen every ground and maybe a bit of home ground advantage to gather from now on. <laughs> just sneak in and turn yeah. the sprinklers on. Oh, one time. season coming up. Let's play through the summer. Didn't that happen with Adelaide one year, I think? The sprinklers popped on at uh, it, three-quarter time or something? It, it, it happened it, at Princess Park. It definitely well. happened you know? at Princess Park. I remember yeah. one of those uh, old... Electrifying 80s yeah, or something. Yeah, magic mm. moments. They need to make another one of those, like, updated. Do they still do them or...? Not really, because there's YouTube now. And any fucker with... Adobe Premiere Pro yeah, can do true. it in that's five true. minutes. Yeah, and I like all right, cool. <laughs> yeah. And there's like Reddit and shit where you just yeah. watch round by round each one. You exactly. wait for some other cunt to collate them all. 
But I got to admit, like when it comes to highlight packages and that kind of stuff, like I look forward to the, the ten every week. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sunday night yeah. on the. Uh, yeah, oh, I, I can't wait for sliding doors yeah. every Thursday. Unless they <laughs> stick like a pigeon or something in for number three or some crap feel good story. You're like, no, I want the big hits or the big goals or something. Yeah. The feel good comes in 10. Yeah, exactly. You feel good's 10, nine or eight, yeah. you know, depending. Um, Filler. Yeah. Exactly. Um, the other, only other talking point out of this besides how shit Brisbane is, was uh, Jonathan Patton had a little backhander for Benny Dixon um, oh, yeah. at half time. Ah. It, it was a bit of. Uh, made up about it, but it, I actually listened to it and went, "Oh yeah, that's that's nothing. That's just mm, oh, yep. you said I couldn't." So he goes, "Yep, you proved me wrong." <laughs> yep. I thought Benny Dixon treated it well, and yeah. Patton did it well as well. It's just all right, good. Here it's no up. chompy chomp 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 chomp. <laughs> <laughs> well, with this, no, we probably established it a couple of weeks back, but with this win, especially GWS are playing finals, guaranteed um, now, yeah, and they're looking like they're going to be fucking dangerous. They're going to be top four most likely. So do they now? Do all their fans, or however many of them they have, hey, Benny the Tosser, have have the right to then moon Gold Coast supporters, having come in later and done it better? I, I don't know if you needed the right. I, I thought they, they could have done that just to, <laughs> from the get go. If you can find one. All right, do you want to move on to round eighteen? Then we'll, we'll forecast uh, for what's coming up. Um, Friday night, the big one at Etihad Stadium, Collingwood versus North. Oh dear fucking god! Do uh, I do I dare go? Lucky it's at Etihad for North. That's all I can say. Um, so there's fewer people to be disappointed. Um, well, at least you won't get rained on. But also, mm. uh, North obviously play it better than... I'd rather be playing Collingwood at Etihad than at the MCG if I were North. Yeah. Um, can Collingwood get up, Brenton? Yes, they can. North might be a little bit hurt. North were trying to make the Etihad Stadium their own you know, fortress. Uh, fortress. Uh, it's all been putting a bit of turmoil with Port coming in there and putting that in disarray. So I reckon, yeah, there might be a bit of trouble. I think Collingwood might come in and try and stomp on them again. Josh, have North got enough players to fill a side? Well, in the last game, coming back from injury, they did have Waite, Wells and Anderson. Anderson's uh, first run at AFL level since round one. Um, I think with another week of those boys, they'll they'll come back a bit better. Uh, I, th- I do think it's going to be a matter of uh, maybe having a bit of a chat to a bloke like Drew Petrie and saying, champ. Maybe there are uh, opportunities elsewhere. Well, you're not going to get opportunities elsewhere. Like the yeah. coach's box? <laughs> like, uh, well, Channel 9's out of the question. Yeah. You're not going to Channel 9. <laughs> you shouldn't have burned that bridge so soon. But um, about now is when the 30-pluses are announcing their one-year deals. Um, I imagine Brent Harvey will get his next week when he's breaking <laughs> the record. Uh, he's probably already got it in his back pocket and he's just waiting for... Oh, uh, shit, that's next, next week, isn't it? Awesome. Yep. I'm, looking, I'm actually looking forward to that. It's going to be fantastic. Well, yeah, I, I, I would be stunned if he didn't get another year, just because... Well, he has well, to. Yeah, he's he's best 22. No, he's best five. Um, he's been the most one of the most consistent players all year, because he's been on the track. <laughs> uh, but yeah, long story short, I reckon there'll be a few heavy changes. We might even see, uh, with a bit of luck, Pruce coming in from uh, Werribee. And yeah, maybe Goldie has a rest. Tell me about Bruce. I, I haven't Bruce? heard of him. Um, he's a well, he's a ruckman. He's, he's a, ruckman. a okay. he's a big lad, and he moves pretty damn well. And he's been uh, hitting out with Magic Door as well. He he doesn't um, run as fast as Door, I'd say, but he uses his body a shit ton better. Uh, and he is a ferocious tackler, which Door is as well. But Door's right on ankle. Well, it's interesting because it's the ruck that 
has hurt North a little bit this year because Goldie hasn't been dominating because he's carrying around a bung knee. Yeah. But also because when it means that Goldie needs a bigger rest. And then when Ben Brown goes in the ruck, well, there's your best marking forward because Waite's been out. Yeah. Um, and Petrie's been uh, down on form. So you, you almost, you know, um, cutting your nose to spot your face or whatever it is. Yeah. And Petrie's been a brilliant servant of the club. Like, yeah, 300 gamer. Absolute yeah. brilliant bloke. Legend, chomp, chomp, chompy, chomp. Frank the Tank. <laughs> Frank the yeah. Tank. He, he's had moments. But um, he's going to get the conversation soon where it's going to be a matter of, mate, look, uh, we'll give you a farewell game. Uh, it might be before finals, you think? I think it will be. I, Unless he actually has a shatteringly good uh, week or he just tears it up against uh, one of the big three in the final matches, he's not He's, he's not got to be finals. aware. Like that, his output at the minute is below par. But if North are going to make a serious contention in finals, you need Petrie to play up. So, mm. do you just rest him? Does he need a rest, or do you go, mate? You need to go kick. Give me five goals in the VFL. I, can, I you put, can you put him in the VFL? I don't think that's enough. Like I think even if you dominate VFL, that's not enough. He needs to be dominating an AFL level. So you can't you can't rest him. You're saying he's got to work his way through it. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. he's not injured. Um, He's getting his hands to the ball, but he's not sticking those marks. Uh, I think it was probably, geez, it might have been three or four years back now, where I remember seeing him take uh, 12 contested marks in yeah. a match. Uh, and just everything near him, he just stuck. Now, it, it's just not sticking. Um, he's leaping fine. He's hitting the ball at the highest point, getting two hands to it. It just keeps bobbling out. And yeah, he takes one of the better uh, defenders every week, but... You've still got to beat the defender. Yeah. Um, and if Waite can get back to form, obviously it was his first game back last mm-hmm. week, so you, you give him a pass on that. But then it takes some focus off Petrie and he can be the third target up forward or the yeah. second target up forward. And next week we'll be getting um, Higgins back as well, which will be pretty good. That's uh, uh, something they've been fucking missing is yeah. uh, intelligence yeah. out of the back line. Yeah. And then uh, the week after that, Jacobs. Uh, and possibly Sam Wright as well. You can't afford to run them through the twos either. No, no they need to come straight come back. back. They're all pot committed now. Yep. <laughs> um, unfortunately, Mason Wood probably won't come back for the rest of the season. Oh, is it really uh, that bad? Uh, it's bad enough that he, if he does it again this season, it could be like a season and a half. Uh, they, they will have to be very careful with him, especially because... The upside of him is is big. Yeah. Um, it was a bit cheeky, apparently, uh, Liam Pickering, as soon as Wood was injured, came out <laughs> saying that uh, you know, contra- he's not contract next year. And then all of a sudden he's come in saying, Sydney are looking at him. And Sydney going, no, we're not. Are we? <laughs> are we? I don't think we are. He's like, yeah, you guys got a big offer on the table for him. He's, North will have to match that. Oh, it's a big one. <laughs> Just a manager doing his job, that's all. He is. He's a... <laughs> He's a cheeky fucker. Yeah, he's a cunt. Uh, Sydney Swans, Carlton at the SCG. Sydney yeah. are going to bounce back on this one. I, uh, you'd have to. There, there's an upset every round. This won't be it. No, yeah, it's got to be Sydney getting up. I can't see Carlton. I can't see how they do it. And I think Carlton, uh, this season's done for them. They're going to be doing what they did this uh, previous week, which was trying new shit and seeing what'll work for next year. Exactly, and I think they're happy with what they've achieved this mm. year so far. I think they're going to be rotating so many players to the midfield just so they can take notes on how Sydney do it. Yeah, I'm going to say, we'll get a good close look of uh, Luke, Luke Parker. Parker, um, Hannabury, Jack. Would you, You've got to put Weedering on uh, Buddy for a quarter, at Absolutely. least. Absolutely. Yeah. Just, yeah. just to give people price of admission value. This is what the standard is. 
Uh, Gold Coast hosting Fremantle. Um, this is essentially uh, the Neeful versus the Waffle. Mm. Yep, pretty uh, much. With the injury list they've both got. Yeah. This could be a nil-all draw. <laughs> I'm actually yeah. uh, back in Frio. Yeah, I think Frio might get up. Uh, Gold Coast, you just never confident when they're playing without think, a full squad. I just think Frio care at the moment. Do yeah, they, I mean, they, they, shouldn't, they, they shouldn't though. That's the thing. No, that's the thing. <laughs> They've just lost Barlow. Yeah. It looks like it could oh, be career ending yeah, because he's, yeah. uh, he's a mature age. Well, yeah. let's be honest, he probably wasn't going to be there next year. But uh, he was touch and go. He had a yeah. chance of being somewhere else. He, he was just starting to put his hand up for maybe get a sniff for next year. Yeah, yeah. he put his hand up, got up, fucking ripped off. Pretty much. Um, I... I reckon we could do our review of that game now because I'm not watching it. Uh, West Coast at home against Melbourne. Melbourne should, should do a mock review and then just see how it ends up. Oh, it would be pretty good. I mean, uh, okay. The goal kicking was terrible. Both teams scored more points than goals. Uh, you know, only half a dozen goals up to half time. That's yeah. pretty shit. There's one in the third quarter where uh, uh, someone went down, got injured. And yeah. Frio came up. Oh, but there was an injury for Gold Coast as well. Yeah, kicked three goals in a row, and that was it. Put the cue in the rack. Cue in the rack, and just run out time. Junk, yep. junk time goal at the end. Um, I reckon that's a good chance. Yeah. Um, Melbourne would not like to be going over to um, Perth right now after getting a bathing at Etihad Stadium again. But I think yeah. the record at Perth is probably better than it is at Etihad. Yeah, probably right. Um, it's always going to be tough going over to West Coast, but I don't know. Maybe we can bounce back, but I don't think they will. I think West Coast, yeah, uh, West Coast, four easy. in a four in a row. Um, they were looking at a bit more percentage, maybe see how far they can get. I think Melbourne will give them a bit of a fright, but uh, not not a lot, not a lot. Uh, Bulldogs and St Kilda. Uh, this is going to be another uh, turning out to be a great game um, after the effort that St Kilda put in last week, and all their strength is up forward, which happens to be the Bulldogs' weakness. Yeah, but the thing is, the Bulldogs' strength is in the middle where they can just sort of choke the supply of um, the Saints going forward, especially with players like Easton Wood and Johannesson playing well. It's going to be very tough for the Saints to get first use of the ball and be able to make their forwards have a clear open space to lead into. It'll be interesting who St Kilda send to Easton Wood because he loves floating across yeah. that back. But if yep. they send uh, like Membry or Weller to him, then yeah. he's got to worry about a man and he can't be that... Yeah, I, I want to see Membry there because Membry is... The- a scary motherfucker, isn't he? Uh, and he l- played well. He can do a nice long goal, but um, look, without Stringer, and I think the Bulldogs aren't going to be as uh, helpful leather as St Kilda. I'm actually tipping an upset and going Saints. There's your upset for the round, uh, Ben. Who you got? I'm staying on the doggies, I think they will get across the line by four goals and one point. I tell you what, North really hope the Bulldogs get up because that uh, might eliminate St Kilda from that race for eighth. But I, I think they will. I think the Bulldogs are too classy. Um, match of the round, uh, yep. Geelong mm. hosting Adelaide um, down at uh, Skilled Stadium. Uh, we, I think we get to find out who's Premiership favourite after this one. Yeah, if I thought I could get a seat, I'd make the drive down to watch this game. That's how good uh, a match I think it would be. I don't think anything could make me drive down to Yeah, Geelong. I, I could get a seat, but I'm not going to drive down there. Yeah, I've been there once actually. They've got really nice bounces at the clubs in Geelong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're fucking fantastic the top blokes which I was absolutely amazed at yeah random fact so yeah I think Geelong will be too strong for them uh, yeah it's pretty tough for Crows to win away from home isn't it no I'm, I'm on Crows I reckon uh, Geelong have shown to be a little bit uh, hit and miss in everywhere except the middle uh, which you know getting the middle right is uh, a massive part of it but I think uh, the crumbing power that Adelaide have got and their tall forwards too strong I think that uh, Adelaide are too youthful in their forwards um, I don't know who looks Except after Eddie Betts <laughs> uh, yeah who he's 16 but he looks 49 um, 
I think that uh, the way that they're going to run it, run around them, um, because the Geelong are very old in their back line. Um, I think I can't see Adelaide Crows losing for the rest of the year um, until they get a scare in finals. But uh, it'll be interesting to see who runs to uh, Sloan and who runs to Dangerfield, and that's that's the battle. Whichever one yeah. of those two wins, wins the game. Hmm. Uh, do you use Thompson? Of course you do. I mean, on Dangerfield. Oh no, no, no! Thompson can hurt you too much. Um, you, you don't. I don't think you can sacrifice Thompson's game. You, you can send somebody like even one of the small backmen, like mm. a Laird or um, yeah, yeah. One, one of the Crouchers, if they're ready to go. Or, um, but yeah, not Thompson. He's too much of a smart ball user. Do you reckon um, it'll be a team rule that no one's allowed to go and shake anyone's hand, <laughs> just in case there's a, a slip of a job app? Uh, Apple something. There's a lot of history between those two clubs, not just Dangerfield, but of course mm. Malcolm Blight Malcolm as Blight, well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember at that time he had uh, the Geelong players do a guard of honour for Adelaide as they came onto the ground. No, did he? Yeah, way, way back when, um, in the early 90s. Um, then he ended up going and coaching them, of course. Um, so yeah, a lot of history between these two teams. So it'll be a fiery one. I'm, I'm just hoping for lots of reports for all of them. <laughs> <laughs> all of them. Uh, Essendon and Brisbane in the Spoon Bowl. Uh, at Etihad Stadium, so loser gets the number one draft pick. <laughs> the Spoon Bowl sounds like a, a shit name for a mortar and pestle, <laughs> <laughs> or, or breakfast utensils. Just yeah. the spoon and the bowl. Yeah. <laughs> um, do we give Brisbane any chance? I don't think they want any chance. No, yeah. I think at least Essendon, the players on Essendon, are playing for their career. Or at least half of them are thinking, "All right, here's a chance that maybe I get picked up somewhere else next year, or maybe I get to stay with Essendon or whatever." The guys at Brisbane are playing because they're paid to. That's it. It's funny, this game, because uh, if Brisbane win, Essendon get the number one draft pick. Mm. If Brisbane uh, lose, then 17 other teams go, all right, who do we get to pick up in a couple of years yeah. when <laughs> Brisbane get the number one draft pick? Yeah. Let's see. Well, I think the real loser of this match is anyone who goes to watch it. Which will be nobody. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, oh, no, Essendon will have a turnout. This will be their walk to the G game again. And go, yeah, we've got our second loss, uh, and then they can... Uh, I think Eddie had staff could outnumber... <laughs> uh, paying customers to this match. Yep. Uh, I think people that are paid to be at the game yeah. will outnumber people that are paying to be at the game. I wonder what the staff roster is for Etihad Stadium on a Honesty a system. Let, let's, for this one. I don't know. Let's put it at 200. Yeah. Um, and throw in, you know, TV, the teams, obviously. Yeah. There's probably, yeah, there's going to be a, probably four or 500 people that are paid to be there on the day. It'll be well, close. They have, they have one person for every aisle and there's what, 30 aisles, three levels. No, there's actually 40-odd, isn't there? Yeah. But I, I well, there's 120-odd yeah, right there. So it's probably a little bit more than that. And then every entrance, probably about 200 just there. So you probably and then the shops. line at 1,500 or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Um, Essendon Easy. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Hawthorne and Richmond MCG Sunday afternoon. Sammy Mitchell's 300th. Oh, yep. Oh. Well, it, That's a mocker. This is a win-win game for Hawthorne, though, because if you win, you know, it's another win, you're still clear on top and Sammy Mitchell's 300 if you lose you've lost to the Tigers which is usually a, a fair sign of <laughs> having another shot at the, at the flag yeah and look I mean Richmond pretty much is sitting only one game in percentage out of ninth spot so yeah. something to play for expect them yeah to really step up for this one uh, interesting to see if Lindsay starts because we're not that good with that Lindsay so I reckon they'll probably rush him back in make sure we're in the hunt got a sniff for ninth if it comes down to the final round of the season for Richmond you've got no chance of breaking into the eight but if you win, you finish ninth. Yeah. Do you throw that game? No, I think you still take ninth. Oh, you got to do it for the shits and giggles. <laughs> yeah. you got to do it just for the jokes online. Like I say, yeah. do you do it for the jokes online or do you avoid it for the jokes no, online? You've, you've got to do it. If you can't laugh at yourself, you've got no right to laugh at anyone else. That's so. right. And if you're going to mess up a game, like if you're a, a 
Delidio or Akocha and you make a fuck up, at least you know that the attention won't be on that. It'll be on the fact you finish ninth. No one focuses on Dusty's fuck ups. <laughs> <laughs> well, that could be the game because Hawthorne typically don't tag the um, best player from the opposition in the mm, midfield. Yeah. So Dusty could get to have a bit of a runaround. It's um, going to be, it's going to be interesting to see uh, what happens with Delidio. I mean, he's got a dodgy calf. It's going to be hard for Mitchell to knee him in it. Like, to lean yeah. down that far. Yeah, yeah, that's a fair call, too. Where there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the final game of the round, which is another cracker, um, Port versus GWS over in Adelaide Oval. GWS have lost a few games away this uh, this year. Yeah. Um, certainly better at home than they are away. Um, I tell you what, and Port are looking up and about. The, the, and this is almost one of their bogey teams. I mean, GWS's first win of all time came against Port. Yeah. Mm. So th- this game has a little bit uh, of extra sting in it. Yeah, when you look at the style of play that both teams employ, it's kind of similar, but I feel Fast. like the Giants do it a bit better than mm. Port. A bit more consistent over there, uh, on the caveat that they have to have a, a team that's not that injured because yep. they're, it's dependent on their midfield. And when they're not up and running, then it sort of falls to shit. But I think they're going pretty good at the moment, so yeah, I think GWS will get across the line. I think it's just be a matter of who wants it more. I mean, Port players are playing for their season and career with the slim mathematical possibility of playing finals, whereas GWS can they be aiming for a top two. Yeah, exactly. I mean, again, you need the results to go your way, but uh, to crack into finals for the first time and finish in the top two would be one hell of a feather in their cap. So I think that amount of hunger and their talent is going to get them just over the line. I reckon Port turned the ball over too many times to win this one, and that's what it will cost them these turnovers um, but it'll be interesting to see Jack Trengrove in the ruck against Mumford oh, yeah. and uh, Big Rory because he I had mean, a, good, a good day last week against uh, Goldie the only uh, the only thing Trengrove's going to do is maybe choke Mumford as Mumford devours him I would, I think uh, he had a great game against Goldie but Mumford's a, a different beast yeah I think and, and beast is the right word yeah he, he will eat him alive he's got to try and drag Mummy around the ground because uh, Trengrove can do some good things heading in towards inside 50s for Port. Yep. So he's going to have to make sure Mummy's accounted for him around this in our forward line. Well, that's just it too. Like running around with Goldstein behind. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You hear the footsteps, you're not that concerned. You hear Mumford's footsteps, you're like, fuck this, even if I've got the mark. And the fee yeah. You sure change me. <laughs> um, that'll be round 18, done. Um, and we're really looking at a hot race for the top four, the top two, and the eighth spot. Wooden spoon. Yep. And the spoon. Well, the spoon just decided this week, because Essendon and Brisbane are not winning a game for the rest of the year. Yeah. And I, I think a draw helps Essendon. Does it? 
I'm not sure. Do you think we're going to see just 36 players fall over on their face yes. and pretend to be knocked out? Um, it could, could be a good chance. Mm. Very good chance of it. Um, but if Essendon win, it might be the end of Justin Lepich as well. Very hard to justify your job when you've lost to a team that's playing seconds. Their, their seconds. <laughs> uh, to be fair, I think they actually um, opened up applications for it a couple of months ago. They're waiting for <laughs> someone to put in for it. Directly just pulls on the boots and goes, "Fuck it! If we're gonna get, if we're going to get knocked out, out <laughs> yeah, I'm going out with a goal." Why wouldn't he name yourself? Yeah, bring I can get back a run for the, Bring back the playing coach. <laughs> no, if they lose to the bad news bombers, I think you can't justify it anymore. All right, that'll do us for round eighteen. Yeah, good luck. All right, See you next Tuesday. 